developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Well, hey, friends, welcome to Clutter Free Academy, where our goal is to help you take small, doable steps to live every day with less clutter and more life. And today we are going to talk about one of my favorite subjects. Okay, it's actually my least favorite subject, but I love unpacking it, untangling it, and just getting to a place where we can start to really understand how this affects us and clutter. I am here with my dear friend. She's an author, a speaker, and just all around amazing human being. Oh, and encourage sister. Guys, it's Barbarous. Barb, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, Kathy, I'm so glad to be with you and the community. Hello, everybody. Yes, a clutter-free community. So first of all, I always like to ask guests so we can just like set the stage. I want to know, like, what is your, from a one to 10, how much, what is clutter in your life? Like, give me the number. If one is like, um, you know, I don't even think about clutter because I'm so naturally born organized. And 10 is like, Kathy, I need you to show up at my house today. Um, well, where, where are we on the clutter scale? Well, I would, if I could say 10 and you could hop on a plane and come across the U S I would totally lie and say that because I, okay. would, just, I would love to see you, but generally I'd say, I'd say two, two to four, um, four okay. would be, four would be my office desk, not my office, okay. just my desk, right. but the rest of my okay. life is about a two. Um, but I, it's a, it's a life journey. Like I had to downsize from a five bedroom house to a two bedroom apartment. And so, um, but generally I generally roll around a two in my life. That's, that's pretty impressive. I don't know that I've ever had anybody who has uh, been that free from clutter, like even in my presence, I don't know, like that's, that's really (laughs) impressive. What, what do you attribute that to? I believe in some ways uh, there is a part of my personality that um, even though I'm not a neat freak by any stretch, um, Mm -hmm. there is a part of me that doesn't think well if I have too much around me. Yeah. Um, And then there's also, there was a long, a lot of years of perfectionism that I had to deal with. Mm. But again, I wasn't that I was a neat freak, but I did have some quirks. I've never been able to handle a messy closet or messy drawers. And I don't Mm. know what that says about me, but um, I'm human. So my apartment can get untidy, but I can usually clean Mm. it up pretty quickly because I don't necessarily like keeping a lot of stuff around. Again, other than my desk in my office. If you can see what I have happening here, it's amazing. (laughs) Okay, so this is being uh, published in February, which is in Clutter Free, 
Uh, for our paid group, it's our our closet group. And by the way, if you have not seen Barb in real life, she is fabulous. She's amazing. She dresses like nobody. I mean, she's just incredible. So here's my question, Barb, is uh, do you have a lot of stuff in your closet? Do you have a capsule wardrobe? That This has nothing to do with our topic. I'm just fascinated. So there are, so this is a part of my life journey. Um, I, my very, when I first came into the author world, my first book was Enough Already, Winning Your Ugly Struggles Beauty. And then I wrote a Bible study called Beautiful Already. And a lot of it is just the spiritual discipleship around me having a struggle with um, how I saw myself and, and really seeing God's truth. So I have three rules when it comes to my closet. And this, I love this, this. doesn't mean, this doesn't mean that my closets are bare but it does mean that they're organized. So my first mm-hmm. rule is this, Kathy. Um, don't wear it if it makes you sad. Right. 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 How many yes. of us have clothes that make us sad? So I do not, if I put something on anytime and it just makes me sad, then I let go of it because it impacts how I connect with people. My second mm. rule is if it doesn't fit, get rid of it. And fit mm-hmm. means that it has to be flattering. And so mm-hmm. it's got to it's got to be a color that makes me smile. It has to be something that I, I go, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And the last rule, and this one is one I know it's going to be hard for people, but I keep only the size that I'm wearing at that moment. Now, right. that doesn't mean the number. It means the way that the clothes fit. And so the right. it, clothes manufacturers are different. So there's going to be some that are going to be a couple of different numbers, but this is what I believe, Kathy. I believe that we shame ourselves when we keep the clothes that Mm -hmm. are too big, that we, or I'm sorry, the clothes that are too small, we shame ourselves Mm -hmm. for not fitting into it. And then the clothes that are too big, it's a space of fear for us because we're terrified that one day we may fit into it. And I believe that when we keep the clothes that represent who we are in the moment, that is the best way for us to honor ourselves as we are. Those are my three rules. Okay. I love those three rules. We're going to put those guys in the show notes. And I, I, there's so much about that that I love, but I really love uh, keeping in your closet the size that, and by the way, can we just be clear? I, I have a five size range in my closet, not, not, um, keeping for future or keeping for, you know, in the past, like every, I'll just be on, I'm just going to say it out here. I have everything from a size 14 to a size 24 in my closet, but that's because it's what fits my body because manufacturers, they can do it for men, but they can't do it for women for some reason. You know, everything right. Roger has is a 34. You know, it's like, what? who came up with these things? But I, I love what you're saying here because so much of what we hang on to is out of fear, guilt, and shame. Fear, what if I need it someday? Guilt, I spent money on it, so I should keep it forever. Shame, so-and-so gave it to me, so I need to keep it till we're both dead. You know, like there, there's so many reasons we, that we don't understand how these, how these feelings interact with our everyday life. And 
I want to talk to you today specifically about the guilt aspect, because I know that so much of our day, so much of our stuff, so much of our interactions is based around guilt. And this is a subject you have really poured yourself into recently, isn't it? It, it very much is. And if we segue, I love, I love kind of the bridge. Uh, when mm-hmm. I think about, particularly around belief systems and relationship with God, uh, it can look like a closet. We have all of these experiences with God and their memories or their or or experiences, and so we we hang them up. They become a part of our mental bank or or like a drawer. And whenever mm-hmm. we want to kind of engage with God, what we do is we reference back to what our experiences. And so when we pull out that drawer, there can be a lot of things that that started out feeling good and then all of a sudden began feeling bad. And once they began feeling bad, then we start questioning whether or not we're bad. Uh, when I was eight mm. years old, I was uh, I wanted to do something really great for God. So I took a pile of Monopoly money, I put it in an envelope, and I dropped it into the offering plate at church. Now, I'm eight years old thinking I did this really great thing for God until the church treasurer called my mom that afternoon. Now, later oh my, my mom's gosh. talking to me, right? Like it did it didn't go well. Now, my mom, like she was kind of <laughs> smiling, but the yes. adults thought that I was pulling a practical joke. And here I was as a kid thinking I was doing something wonderful for God and and that was the first time I remember feeling guilty that mm. wait a minute, I thought I was doing something good for God. And is he as disappointed in me as everyone else? And I believe that for those of us who have this desire to have a relationship with God, there's this feeling that we're always carrying around of, what if for all of my best efforts, I'm disappointing God anyways? Mm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Barb. Okay. You are just unpacking so much right there. Um, It... (laughs) I think, you know, I walk around with the feeling and I, I am untangling this. I am peeling it back when I feel like I'm doing good. I'm doing the right things. I'm loving well. And I cannot tell you the number of times things come up in my mind where it's like, but remember who you are, Kathy. Remember, remember that time you did this or remember how you treated that person. And these memories come up from 30 years ago when I said something in anger. And I'm how do people go through their day without these coming up and taking hold of who we are? That's the thing. I, I, I deal with this all the time and I'm not a big person with regret, but the guilt does get me. Oh goodness. I, for me, I got to a place in life where in some ways I think others would resonate with this, where I normalized guilt, that guilt was, you couldn't be a Christian if you didn't beat yourself up about something. And that was just a part of my experience. And I think that the difficult part for me was that I assumed that because I felt that way about me, that God felt that way about mm-hmm. me. None of us, none of us can fully energize around anything 
when we're second guessing ourselves or when we're beating ourselves up. We right. can't, we cannot fully energize. So the, the spiritual journey for me has been around how do I find freedom from allowing guilt to rob me of a free, of being able to feel like I connect, can connect with God without feeling bad. Like how, yes. what does that freedom look like? Because I know that it's so easy to avoid being in communion with God when I'm feeling guilty. And when I, so yes, this is the $64,000 question. So Barb, tell us what to do. This is what, <laughs> I, this is what I need from you, Barb. Tell us what to do. Well, it is um, the, the journey for me. It came down to a decision um, I began to see myself, um, I saw myself inside of a hula hoop. And what I had to do was in my mind's eye, I had to take myself out of the hula hoop. And in as, in as quirky as this is going to sound, I had to place God's love and promises in the middle of the hula hoop. And okay. what that allowed was for me then to stop centering myself around my thoughts mm. and my mistakes and my shortcomings and go, what would I be willing to believe? Even if I could only do it for 10% of the time, would mm -hmm. I be willing to believe that God's love is bigger? Um, and I kind of drilled it down to a statement that God wants more for me than from me. Mm. And that, wait, 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 wait. Say that again. Say it again. Say it God, again. That God wants more for me than from me. Okay. So I feel like that undoes, if that is true, and I believe it's true, but that messes with 30 years of Christianity or not, not 30 years of Christianity, 30 years of teachings that my whole value to God is what I can do for him. I mean, really, what we, we would never say that, but isn't that the underlying message in so much of what we've been taught? It was how I grew up. And, yeah. and so if I didn't want to disappoint God, then I had to hop on the hustle and it was all about mm -hmm. performance. But mm -hmm. that, that shift for me of stepping out of the hula hoop and saying, if God wants more for me than from me, then I don't need to put the emphasis on performance. Then I could then focus on promise. Because if God made a promise mm -hmm. to me and his promise, I could trust that even if I couldn't trust it 100%. If I could only trust it at 10% or 20% or 30%, then it wasn't all on my shoulders. Right. That I could actually be the human that he created me to be, that I could be, I could disappoint him and that didn't change how he felt about me, that I could fail and that didn't change how he felt about me, that I could wrestle with things and that doesn't change how much God loves and cares about me. Okay, friends, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our amazing sponsors and we will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you and make the most of the opportunities that come your way. 
Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you, the empowered version of you. As you all know, I am a huge believer in therapy, not just for those times when trauma has entered my life, but for those times when I need, let me just say it, a little extra support. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp has been a great option for me. It's not only convenient, flexible, and affordable, but the best benefit for me is that it is entirely online with a live therapist. It, you guys, it's just been great. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash clutterfree today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash clutterfree. Okay, and welcome back. So I want to bring this back to... Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today. 570-726-6200. Very simple things because I believe that so many people in our clutter-free community feel an enormous sense of guilt all the time. They feel guilty that they're not doing more. They they feel guilty that they're, I, I mean, the things I hear all the time, um, that I'm not exercising more, that I'm not eating right, that I'm not, um, keeping my house, you know, up to snuff that I am not like all these things. It's the day to day to day things that we struggle with, that we have a sense of guilt that we live. It's like a constant companion. It's sitting down next to us. It's going to the store with us. It's running errands with, there's a guilt that is so present. So I I love what you're talking about the hula hoop and that God wants more for me than from me. And I love that you gave us a 10% goal. Like if only I could believe this 10% of the time, I, here's what I want to ask you. How does your life, how has your life been changed by believing this even 10% of the time? How do you walk through the world differently? Well, the primary thing that comes from me is that I have the freedom to be human, that I don't, there, there are things that I wrestle with every day and there's part of my brain that goes, Barb, uh, you should not be wrestling this because we should all over ourselves all day long. We just should, 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 should. But when I stop and I go, Barb, you are human and you may, you may wrestle with this every day of your life. And I've given myself that permission. There are two things that I may wrestle with for every single day of my life. And I have freedom to wrestle with them without guilt because I have a fixed understanding of God's love and grace. How I got there was every day, every morning for a series of years when my former spouse was battling alcoholism, 
every morning in order for me to face the day, I had a note card by my bed and it had five promises of God written on a note card. And it was, it was, it was just short statements about God's love and care for me. And I read those five every single day in the morning. I called it God morning. And as cheesy as it sounds, it, it gave me the rock solid conviction that no matter how badly I handled myself that day, that God was unchanged. And so I've learned how to wrestle without carrying guilt in life. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk to you about guilt because we're coming up on Lent. So this book you've just written, Finding Jesus in the Psalms, A Lenten Journey. Um, when I asked you to sum it up, you said, less guilt, more Jesus. And Bam. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but how? Okay, so this is what we've been talking about is the how. Like this is this is how you walk it out. So what's the structure of the book? Tell me a little bit about the book. Well, the book itself is about an exploration into Jesus into the Old Testament as we see him elevated through the writings of King David. So the structure of the book, it's six chapters. It is patterned to follow the season from Ash Wednesday to Resurrection Sunday. And every week features one psalm where you get a chance to see into King David's life, but also he's writing, uh, he is writing beyond himself. And the revelation of that, it helps us to see how Jesus is showing up in the reality of life. That God has this great, this much bigger plan that we have hope that is not just for every day, but hope for an eternity when life is feeling really hard. I, I, you know, you and I were talking before we got on here and that life is really hard. There's a lot of hard things going on for a lot of us right now. I'm feeling it from so many of my friends so many people I know that this, um, I, I'm sure it's always a tough season for a lot of people, but I would just say right now feels particularly, um, hard for a lot of people I love. And what do you feel like is the, the, the truth, the nugget, whatever that is going to help people during this really hard time from your book? The nugget that will help people is recognizing that where you are at right now, my friend, you are not alone. Though there is life has pain, but suffering is when we feel like there's no point to our pain. Suffering mm-hmm. is when we feel like nobody can understand our pain. But you are not alone. There is one who entered into humanity, who experienced everything that we do and the realities of it. Uh, If I can share just one quick thing, um, especially for someone out there today who is struggling. Uh, It's one of my favorite passages. Um, It's not actually from Psalms, but it's connected to a Psalm we talk about. My favorite four-letter prayer in the study is, save me, O God. And uh, and so some today, my friend, if you're listening out there and you're having a hard time, 
that four word prayer, that's a whole prayer. Save me, oh God. But this is then what God says. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. And so what I'll say to you today, friend, is take a deep breath. Remember God's promises to you and then do the next right thing. You guys, it's Barbara's Finding Jesus in the Psalms, a Lenten journey. And just in time for Lent. And guys, we're going to have all the information at the bottom uh, in the show notes. So uh, go and check it out. Guys, this is a study to do together, whether the together is with a friend, with a group, whomever it is, this is a together study. So order one for yourself, order one for a friend, Um, especially maybe a friend who's going through a tough time and could use the balm of the Psalms. Um, I think that that would be just a beautiful thing. Barb, thanks for coming on, sharing your, your heart, your closet tips, all, all of you. It's been an honor. Thank you for letting me uh, come and hang out. This is such a beautiful community. And I always, I'm always honored to visit clutter free community. It's the best. I'm not going to lie. It's the best. Guys, we are going to have a copy of Finding Jesus in the Thongs. Not Jesus in the Thongs. No. You know what? I I was hoping you would say that. And I really hope you don't edit that out. We want to find. Woo! Finding Jesus in the Thong. (laughs) I I don't think. I'm going to say that was a flip flop. There was a flip flop. You know what? Please don't edit that out. Leave that in. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You kill me. You kill me. Okay. We're going to leave it in. Oh my goodness. Finding Jesus in the Psalms. Barb Roos. Guys, to find out how to enter our giveaway, go to the show notes. Uh, We're also going to have information on how to get a copy for yourself. Guys, it's, it's an amazing resource. I've read the book. I love it. And friends, I I just want to thank you for your time today, for joining us. You've been listening to Clutter Free Academy. I'm Kathy Lipp. And now, go create the clutter-free life you were always intended to live. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.